You are listening to the Crone and the Alchemist podcast, a journey into the minds of two vastly different witches. With your hosts, C, the Crone, and Luna, the Alchemist, join us as we explore witchcraft and the occult in today's modern world. Hello, C. How are you today? Oh, I'm just fine, Luna. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. A little melty, but good. Uh, yeah, it's quite warm outside, and uh, I hear it's going to get even warmer out. Yes, we're. I I heard we're supposed to get like heat wave temperatures, and I'm a little mad to be honest. I yes. feel like we got gypped on on springtime. Straight. Yep, straight from winter right into summer. Yep, straight into roasting hot death season. Which is my least favorite season. <laughs> the too. only the only reason why I like summer is because I don't have to wear a coat. But like we can't go outside anyway, so it's not like I can like go outside to like a patio and not bring my coat. So <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah, the way I feel is in colder months, you can add on some extra layers and, and it's all right but in the summer months you can only take so many off like I can't get <laughs> naked in the street to be cool like I could but I'd be arrested <laughs> and like in winter I can put on as many sweaters as my little heart desires yes so that's <sighs> my reasoning and obviously we have the same logic <laughs> without further ado we are here to do a round table aren't we yes we are well, lucky you, lucky me, I have my cauldron with a little slice of paper right beside me. So I am going to uh, get right to it. So our first subject is City Witch. Now, oh. you just moved into a city, correct? Yes. Yes. So how are you experiencing that change? Because you used to live in the country. Yes. Yes. It. I am not. <laughs> I am it's it's an adjustment um I like I love our new home it's great I don't like having neighbors (laughs) (laughs) you and like you are right in the heart of a city so I am um I just discovered a nice little well I didn't discover it I knew it was there but like this nice little park just down the street with this nice creek and lots of trees and um it's very lovely so I might uh make my way there more often I don't really I wish I had like room to grow stuff I guess I could on my balcony but Mm -hmm. like uh, I just my sliding doors don't really open that well and um yeah I don't want my uh, herbs to get tracked out there and like would I have to bring them in when it rains I don't know I'm not I don't grow anything so like what would that how would that work would you have to bring it in if it rained no you'd only only when it's too cold or too windy depending on the plant I see well, then it could totally work. I get like little boxes because there's a ton of like, the balcony is like a Juliet balcony. So like, I don't even know if it could hold weight. I'm assuming it can, but yeah, I like, I like living in the city. Lots of options in terms of going for food. <laughs> so it has absolutely nothing to do with witchcraft. Well, if you're a kitchen witch, I guess, but most kitchen witches, if I'm not mistaken, cook their own food, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So me going to get takeout from my favorite Italian restaurant has nothing to do with witchcraft is unless euphoric um, tortellini with Alfredo sauce counts as witchcraft, <laughs> but I don't think it does. So 
when, when you think of the term city witch, what kind of things do you think of? I'm not really sure. I just think of somebody who is good at surrounding themselves with magic anywhere they go, I guess, mm-hmm. which I guess is any witch, but I think a city witch has to work a little harder at it, in my opinion. Um, just in terms of like, I don't know, being less surrounded by nature. Um, the city where I live, as you know, there aren't a lot of green spaces, right? There's there's like one park with a stream and that's it. Well, yeah. I guess there's, well, I guess there's trails, but I'm not going to go walk on those trails by myself. No, um, um, no. I, I recommend you don't in that yes. city. It's very yeah. dangerous. Yeah. So like, and the thing is like, I'm even a little hesitant to go to the new place I found, but it's, but like in the broad daylight, there's a ton of other people there anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, there's this concept that um, witches are automatically um, very nature focused. And, you know, sometimes that's not, I mean, the levels of that kind of vary per witch, I would I would say, you know? I definitely agree because like I love nature. I love trees. I love looking at nature. I love going into a place that has paths for me to walk on, but I'm not going to go like tromping through weeds and digging up things. I don't know what they are. Like, (laughs) like it's great that if people love that, that's absolutely awesome. But I, I'm very high maintenance. (laughs) there's, There's nothing wrong with that. No. So I think being a city witch really, um, is uh it has worked well for me so far i started getting plants so to like bring nature inside mm-hmm. um and like that's it um i don't know uh what do you think of when that term comes up i don't know i just think of someone who is more comfortable living in a in a city landscape and and practicing their craft within that landscape you know what i mean Mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, that's, it's not really uh, something that I think about too much, uh, especially since, you know, I'm the complete opposite of you. Like I'm happy in the middle of the woods <laughs> with nobody around. Uh, so like my practice looks a lot different in that respect, I think. Yeah, um, I came across the term, I don't know if it was a term before, but um, there's a person on Instagram who I really, who I really like following. Um, they, their handle is CityXWitch. Um, they're really awesome, I think. Um, I'm, I think they're Canadian as well. Um, and they just post stuff about how they practice in the city and they're really into tarot. I recommend everyone go and take a look at their profile. Um, They display their card collection a lot, which I really like. (laughs) Um, And I just, like, I love the idea of just, like, walking. This isn't, like, there isn't anything like this in my city, but, like, I see tarot readers in all different other cities just, like, I'm at this shop today. Come by and say hi and get a reading. Like, that's just, to me, just being able to walk by a store and be like, oh, look, there's a tarot reader in there who I know off of Instagram. I'm going to go say hi and get a reading. Like, that's just is so cool to me mm-hmm. um it's not again it's not something that happens ever in my city but um I think that's just I don't know that's what I think of when I hear 
city witch just like being able to like walk down to like your local metaphysical shop and like hang out that kind of stuff yeah 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 in this smaller towns um typically there's a serious lack for good metaphysical shops i find and like even in in the city where i live as you know like it's not a small it's like it's not small Mm -hmm. um but like the I, i there's their shops but some of them I don't like <laughs> and the one I did like moved they're not in walking distance anymore so mm-hmm. I don't know I just yeah maybe I'll open an occult bookshop with a tarot reader in residence all the time you totally should oh that'd be awesome <laughs> that's for another podcast episode because I could go on and on about that <laughs> okay are we done with that topic sure okay next one is Signs and omens. Oh, interesting. Um, I think I, (laughs) typical me, I think I chose this topic because there's a book series by Kelly Armstrong called Canesville or something, and it has to do with omens. And I haven't read it in years, and I thought about getting back into it. And then I thought that would be a very interesting topic to uh, talk about. Mm -hmm. So um, I grew up in a house, it's very strange. I grew up in a, both my parents were conservative. So I grew up in a house where they're both conservative and, but my dad is very superstitious. Like we can't walk up and down the stairs at the same time because if you cross each other on the stairs, it's bad luck. And like, if my mom sees a cardinal, she, uh, she believes it's a sign from someone who has just passed or somebody who has passed on. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a very, it was a strange kind of crossing in terms of like, I'm not saying people who have conservative beliefs don't believe in omen signs and superstition. I'm just saying it was just, for me personally, it was just an odd kind of um, crossing. Yeah. Yeah. Superstitions um, can can get very interesting when you start looking into some of them. You mean in terms um, of their history? Yeah, and like why or how they've come about. Yeah, I I actually think that would make for a very interesting podcast episode if we did some research and talked about like the history behind stuff like that. If we could find it, I wouldn't even know where to look. I think that would be awesome. I'm sure the interweb has some sort of um, some sort of information <laughs> on it. <laughs> so, have you ever experienced a sign or an omen of any kind? Um, yes, I I guess you could say that I experienced certain signs uh when I received a calling from a certain deity to work with them mm-hmm. um it started certain things started popping up that uh you know kind of one after the other that I wasn't able to ignore um just I'd like I'd flip open a book and I would flip open to um, a spell uh, that you called upon this particular deity, or um, I was getting images in my dreams that were typically related to this deity. So that is like, I think one of the bigger ones I've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of kind of controversy, I guess, Um back and forth on the subject you know is it a sign is it an omen 
is it just a bird in the tree doing its normal bird things or whatever. Um, I notice that there can be a lot of arguing back and forth um, surrounding that topic. A lot of people will go, oh, uh, I was on my way to work and I saw a crow. What does it mean? And it's like, well, it was probably looking for breakfast, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, um, no, but yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think that like, if that sign or because, because an omen can be good or evil, quote unquote evil, um, and a sign. So there do, do people typically interchange them? Um, I don't, what, like, what do you mean? Like, are the terms interchangeable or is one typically used as like an omen is used for like an evil you know I don't like know I I normally see people you know just calling it like a sign or Google uh Google has been helpful it says an omen is a phenomenon that is believed to foretell the future often signifying the advent of change and it says that similar sign so they're the same thing okay according yeah. to they can be interchangeable the dictionary. they can be interchangeable yeah something though that I um, so I can't remember wh who said it, but it really resume resonated with me. And that was, if you feel it was a sign, then it probably was. You don't necessarily need to ask for kind of outside opinion, like, uh, like with the crow analogy, oh, I saw a crow. What does it mean? Well, if you were doing something and you feel that seeing that crow was significant to you at that time, or it was out of the ordinary or whatever, mm -hmm. then, you know, that's your personal gnosis. You're like, yes, that can definitely be considered a sign. Um, so you don't really need to look for external validation, I guess I'm trying to say. Well, I was going to say the exact same thing because like um, using my mother as an example, like if seeing a card, like if seeing a cardinal makes her think of somebody who's passed on and brings her good memories or kind of like a comfort, then what's bad in that? right yeah yeah so if it's so if it's significant to her like if it's significant to the person who's seeing it then there's nothing wrong with it in my opinion yeah I agree yeah um you know as long like like bouncing off that like as long as you're not sitting there in fear like yeah. oh um you know a, a black cat crossed my path I'm yeah gonna have bad luck now I you know yeah and like all things there's a line around. right yeah um, yeah Definitely. Um, I think I I think I have an omen that I can share. Sure. I don't know if it counts as one, but I'm gonna say it anyway. When I was in my oh, what year of university was it? When I was in my third year, it would be my third third year. Okay, yeah, third year of university. Um, my friend and I were going to a party where we had to drive in the winter weather to get there. In hindsight, stupid idea, but whatever. Um. And I was listening to that Dragonette song where she's playing tennis in the video. I don't even remember what the name of the song is. But every time I hear the song, I think of this moment. But anyways, that has nothing to do with the story. Um, and as I was doing my hair, I got this feeling. And it's so, I, I've only ever had this feeling once in my life. And it was at this moment. And I was like, shit, we shouldn't be going. But I went anyway. And we got a very bad, not very bad, well, the car flipped we got um we got in a car accident and the car flipped about like three times and landed on the driver's side door just to let everyone know 
opening a car door when it's on its side is very hard because of gravity. It's not something you ever think of until you're in a situation where you have to open a car door into the air, if that makes any sense. So like the car was on the driver's side door. So we had was to push the door okay, open. Was everyone okay though? Everyone was fine, yeah. Okay, good. We were both wearing our seatbelts, but like I had, like, I knew I shouldn't go. And I've never had a feeling like that since then. And it's the, like, I've had feelings like, oh, this isn't going to be a good day or like, et cetera, but nothing to the extreme of and, what and I felt in that moment. That could have been, that that could have been considered like a premonition. Yeah, I guess so. Like you had like a really strong feeling like this is not a good idea. I should stay home. <laughs> I should have. I should have stayed home. But here we are. I'm fine. The well, I'm glad driving you're fine. fine. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone was fine. Everyone was fine. Um, so yeah, whether you think that's an, like, like, I guess it's more. Yeah, I guess you, you, you're right. It's more of a premonition because nothing in my environment signaled that it was going to be bad well I don't know either way it's the only time I've ever felt like that in my life Mm -hmm. and it hasn't like like as again as I said like I've had days where like I just wake up and I'm like oh shit today's gonna today's gonna be a bad day (laughs) but nothing on that level ever again Mm. has happened to me since then so um listen to your guts kids (laughs) don't go to a party in the snowstorm please (laughs) anywho okay so there's there's some common ones um that i've noticed uh so like finding feathers um birds are typically a big one or or animals um what else just i i think it ties into like synchronicity too because um oftentimes when you're getting a like a a sign or an omen for something um, it's, you know, it can be repetitive. Like you, yes. there's like a synchronicity of multiple events that happen and you're just like, these are all connected. This is trying to tell me something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, that's, um, that's very true. Good point. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of zoned out there for a minute. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's okay. Are you? I, I I told you earlier my my brain is has melted. It's it's yeah. too hot, and I'm surprised I'm even completely functioning right now. Oh God, stupid heat. Anyway, uh, let's not gripe about it because uh, I'm going to be griping when it's minus twenty degrees in like six <laughs> months. So, okay, the next one I have is very long, and I'm going to open it. Something okay. that something that changed your practice significantly. Ooh. I when I wrote this one out, I knew exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Weave the liminal, the book by Laura Tempest Zakroff, changed my practice significantly. Um, I need to reread it because it's been about a year and a bit. But um, I recommend that book to anybody. It's, it's a great book. It's such a good book. It's such a good book, and I haven't found like. All the books I read are awesome, but I, none of them have gotten to that level yet, except Lisa Marie Bazile's new book just came out. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet, but the um, the uh, Magical Writing Grimoire, um, and I just flipped through it, and like I think I cried like three times during the introduction, which is uh, <laughs> quite saying, saying a lot. So um, I think this book will also have a impact on how I practice, but um, as of right now... Um, 
weave the liminal was uh, has been very important to Thai practice. So how exactly did it impact you? Were there, was there like an aha moment or was it just um, validation or just tell me, tell me about it. It was, it was, the whole book was a aha moment for me. It's just, I kind of felt, I think at that point I was trying to define what I was doing more than I should have been defining what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, I was trying to fit myself into a hole or whatever, a box. Um, I like things neatly packaged. Um, so that's why I was trying to do it to my practice. Um, and then the, the, the book just kind of said like, you know what, just you do you kind of thing. Obviously she says it in a much more eloquent way than I just did. <laughs> um, and it was a step up from, I think too, it was a step up from the books I had been reading. Mm -hmm. um, it's more like, I would recommend it to anybody, but it's more intermediate, I would say the beginner. Um, so it, so it, so it was a step up from the books I had been reading. And I think it was just at that moment I needed it. And I think, so I think the same way about Lord of the Rings, cause I didn't read Lord of the Rings until uh, three years ago. And um, people are like, oh, you didn't read Lord of the Rings in high school. I, I read it when I was 10. It's like, that's great. But <laughs> I believe in you find a book when you need that book, just mm -hmm. like how I found Lord of the Rings when I needed that book. And I found Weave the Liminal when I needed it. So it was just, it was a very, it was a nice way to, uh, you know, make my practice um, what I wanted it to be. It helped yeah. me along the journey. Yeah. And like, I remember that too, because um, I had lent you a couple of books, I think, and um, you had picked up some from the library, I think, and nothing seemed to be jiving with you, mm -hmm. like on the level that you needed it to be mm -hmm. um, until you read that book. And I like, I remember, because uh, we both read it around the same time, uh, you read it much faster than I did, <laughs> but... Um, I remember you messaging me being like, this book is perfect. <laughs> it so. is. It, it like, like, again, like every witchcraft book is going to be, um, it's going to have people who love it, who don't like it kind of thing. But this book was just, yeah, it was exactly what I needed at the time that I read it. And so that's why I loved it so much and still love it. I'm thinking I'm going to reread it actually. Nice. Yeah. I want to take her because she's doing the online workshops right now. She is, yes. I really want to take one uh, with her. Me too. Um, she has a Patreon too that I'm a part of. So there's some uh, cool stuff involved with that as well. So what changed your practice? So for me, it's it's more um, like little things. Um, okay. I mean, as far as books go, uh, reading intuitive witchcraft for me was how you uh, feel about Weed the Liminal. Right. Um, it just, it really clicked with me on such a deep level. And I had been, because we were going through like the whole moving process and everything. And so I had been like really feeling kind of in a rut um, and just like not practicing um my craft as much as I wanted to um and just kind of I just felt really down I guess um and then when I read that book just ha like having those aha moments and the validation for 
some of the things that I was doing mm-hmm. um, without even connecting it to like intuition and the craft. Um, it was just, it just brought me up onto this whole like new passionate kind of level of like, oh, you know, look, yes, this is what I need. Let's jump back in. So yeah, I would say for me, like in speaking of books, right. Um, that is definitely something that changed things significantly for me. Books have the power to do many things, my friend. <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, to go off topic for one second, I'm currently staring at my to be read cart that I bought at Michael's the other day. <laughs> and it is glorious. I just thought I would let everybody know. <laughs> I love it. There's a lot of books in it. Maybe I'll take a picture of it and post it on the Instagram. You should. But it's, uh, it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 books on it. And I'm currently going through a, I'm, re- I'm rereading a series right now. And each book is a thousand plus pages. So that's going to take me forever. That's Actually. A lot of pages. Well, I'm already more than halfway through the first one. And um, it should count as two books in my honest opinion. because It's so <laughs> bloody big. But anyways, I digress. Uh, do you want to do one more? Sure. This one looks nice and nice and big. Let's pull that out. Astrology. Ooh. <laughs> this is going to be short. <laughs> um, I know my rising. I know my sun, my moon, my rising. Um, and that's basically it. I have a ton of books on astrology and I'm so interested in it. And I listen to a ton of podcasts about it. And like, I just admire astrologers so much. And, um, but I haven't pushed myself to learn much past um what my sun my moon my rising is so mm-hmm. yeah it's w- one of those subjects that like I think you can study your entire life and there will always be layers upon layers upon layers and things to learn oh yeah it's 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 very intimidating when you look at a book about it because there's so much stuff to learn right yeah yeah but I am very interested in it, though. Maybe one day I'll read the book I bought on it. <laughs> Who knows? It's something that I've always been interested in. Um, and once I started learning more than just my sun sign, uh, things started to connect a little better because yes, yes, I find that when you're when I was just when I had just knew my sun sign and that's all I was looking at. Um, A lot of the things didn't really connect with me uh, because I'm a Gemini and, you know, we're said to be super social and chatty and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And depending on the situation, I, it's something that doesn't always fit, right? Um, Until I started learning uh, more about, you know, your moon sign and your rising and you know, the different this and this is this and that's. So once, like uh, a few years back, I had my astrology chart read um, by someone who has been studying it for many years. And they were absolutely amazing. And just laying it all out for me in a, in a way that I could um, understand (laughs) with my Mm -hmm. limited knowledge of astrology. So um, I definitely think if it's something that someone is interested in learning more about, um, 
find a good reputable astrologer and and have your chart done yeah I would say if you're yeah I think that's a good idea because you because you can go off of them and start to like learn it for yourself does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um and a lot of people don't connect with their sun signs at all so like and that's why if somebody says well well I don't believe in astrology because I'm a Sagittarius and I don't have any of those qualities and I was like well if you look if you find out what your your moon sign and your rising sign are you'll probably be able to start getting a picture of what of how much is involved in it right yeah like and like I mean in with that like perhaps you were born on a cusp and you know you connect a little bit more with you know the sign beside the this what your sun sign is or Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where the sun sign just it's it's just one small piece of the pie Mm -hmm. and you need the whole thing to get um a very like a clear picture yeah um I am if you look up Aquarius in the dictionary there would be a picture of me there (laughs) <laughs> uh, I am literally like everything in Aquarius is that is me seriously and that's not a joke like it's I have always connected with my um with my sun sign um my rising sign is Virgo and my moon is Scorpio um so yeah uh, I've always been very very connected with my sun sign so mm-hmm. when I found out what my at first I thought my rising was Leo and I was like hmm that doesn't make sense and then I found out it was Virgo and that my midheaven is Leo. So that made way more sense. Yeah. I just I got my birth time wrong the first time, I think. Um, my sun sign and moon sign are Gemini. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Do you know and... who's a triple Gemini? Who? The last um, empress of Russia. Really? Alexandra was all three Gemini. I think you told me this before. I'm pretty sure she was. Let me quickly Google it. Um, um, and then my rising sign is Capricorn. So I'm an, an airy, earthy person, I guess. Okay, here we are. Uh, yeah, moon, Gemini, uh, ascendant, Gemini, sun, Gemini. Hmm. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. Yep, she was born on June 6, 1872 at 3.45 a.m. in Germany. Okay, I think we have more topics, but I think we're going to talk about something else now, right? Yes. Yes. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, something newer that we have done, mm-hmm. and we wanted to share a little bit um, about our Patreon that we created. Uh-huh. First of all, the cover photo you made is wonderful. Thank you. It's so magical and sparkly. I love it. <laughs> I want to... I love sparkly. <laughs> Who doesn't? That's what I have to say. Though, I will say, uh, when I do, when I did children's programs at my work, uh, and we use sparkles for crafts, no, never again. I think I did it once, and they get everywhere. Yep, everywhere. They never come out. And like <laughs> four weeks later, I'd find a sparkle or like a pile of them. I was like, where did they come from? And then I was like, oh right, that program I did eighteen hundred years ago. <laughs> they last forever. Okay, so uh, our goal with our Patreon was uh, basically to just create a space to further connect with our listeners, right? 
yeah and to uh share and to uh share with our listeners things that we might um typically do in the comfort of our own homes um uh, we both think that it will help us come together uh not us sorry <laughs> help us and our listeners connect connect there we go with uh, like-minded people to share in the occult um yes. do you want to talk about what you would when your patron oh all tiers get the same thing so i think if we just we decided to do it this way um for now so um it works like a sliding scale mm-hmm. um because of you, the the times right now we know that a lot of people are struck can you know maybe struggling financially or um what have you so we wanted to make what we're doing accessible um at what was affordable to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to talk about what you you were going to be doing? So I um, came up with the idea of doing a monthly witch with me <laughs> live stream. Um, we have created a Facebook group, a private Facebook group for our um, Patreon subscribers um to connect as a community um and it is a a safe space um as it's a private group so you know not everybody can see the posts and yada yada um but one of the things i wanted to do was a monthly uh live stream where um basically you just you can join me for whatever um, I might be working on that month, whether it's um, making a batch of black salt or, uh, you know, uh, whipping up some incense or tea blends or just something hands-on. And I can show you uh, how I like to go about doing it in case that resonates with you and you want to give it a try so yeah that's what i'm going to be doing so i'm going to be doing exclusive monthly community tarot readings um there are some patreons i belong to where the um the reader records themselves reading uh however my style is a little bit more conducive to being written up and read um so uh usually when i do a reading it can be anywhere from like it's usually a paragraph per card so, and the paragraphs can get pretty lengthy. So I would say probably about a page per reading, depending on how many cards I pull. Um, I'm thinking that for uh, the monthly community readings, I would probably do about five card readings um, and it would be written up and posted on the Patreon. And just, um, just for patrons. Just for patrons, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, and then I would also, I'm also gonna be doing a monthly, which book is which, uh, live streams. Um, now, that's probably going to involve me talking about books, which I love to do. So um, it would just be me literally blabbering on about whatever witch book I'm reading and maybe even whatever non-witch book I'm reading because I'm literally reading all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> it would probably be more focused on which like occult, paranormal, witchcraft book I am reading. But then I would probably also do like book recommendations in there as well. Um, if anybody, like I know I've said this a hundred times, but if anybody ever wants a book recommendation, literally in any genre, I will help you. This is what I do with my daily life. 
<laughs> I just, I love to give book recommendations. So that's what I wanted to do with this live stream and to talk about what books I'm reading. Um, also access to the private Facebook group, as Luna said, and early access to episodes. We would, um, we'll be posting the episodes early up on the Patreon before yeah. they go up on yeah. uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Um, we just really wanted to just connect with everyone, you know, um, because of with like podcasts, we can't see who's listening. Um, mm -hmm. unless you kind of like connect with us on Instagram, um, it would be nice to be able to, um, offer all these, um, all of these extras to people, um, and also be nice to, um, interact with people on the Facebook group as well. Yeah. And mm. just, just, um, have, um, a space for, um, conversation, uh, you mm -hmm. know, if you want to discuss something on an episode or something you'd like us to do an episode on or something that you maybe are struggling with within the craft and you just want to you know talk to other witches about it um that's kind of our goal with uh having the group so yeah go check out our patreon page everyone <laughs> yes um yes. i will leave a link for it in the show notes Perfect. and so you can check it out and yeah for right now it is a sliding scale so you can pick whatever tier you want, and um, they all are uh, opening up the same benefits. Wonderful. And with that being said, I think it's time we wrap it up. What do you say? Yes. Okay. I need to go downstairs where it's much cooler, and the windows are open, <laughs> and the and fan I, I think, is on. I think I'm going to read my book and eat some tostitos, tostitos with salsa. I'm really excited. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yummy. Um, so with that being said, thank you for listening, everyone. Yes, thank you for listening, and thank you for joining me today, C. Thank you very much, Luna. Lovely as always. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for going on a journey with us today. You can find us on Instagram at TCATA Podcast. You can find C on Instagram at the parchment underscore crone and on Facebook at the parchment crone. Luna can be found at the.astral.alchemist on Instagram and Astral Alchemy on Facebook. Thanks for listening.